friends, and welcome to another episode of Terror Radio Podcast. Please forgive me. I meant to have this out last night. As I said, went to a Halloween party. And as soon as I got home, I did record a new episode. But for some reason, the audio wasn't up to par. So I had to redo it. So please don't throw your tomatoes. Forgive me. I am here, and let's get this party started. If this is your first time joining me, welcome. This is a podcast dedicated in bringing you the best of horror and thriller, old-time radio broadcasts, as well as original stories. I am your host, Keith, a.k.a. The Radio Show Nerd, and tonight's episode is entitled let's get this haunting started as you all know i love halloween this is my favorite month and i have so many (laughs) goodies planned for you so without further ado this is terror radio the two radio series highlighted tonight are the hermit's cave followed by lights out our first radio play is called Mr. Randall's Discovery. And it was first broadcasted, I want to say, sometime in 1940 on the Hermit's Cave. Following this is the radio play, Murder in the Script Department. And this was first broadcasted on Lights Out on May 11th, 1943. So, you all know the drill. Sit back, turn down the lights and listen to Mr. Randall's Discovery, followed by Murder in the Script Department. The Mystery Playhouse, a rebroadcast for the service men and women of the United Nations. Good evening. This is Peter Loring. <laughs> if you like mystery and suspense, if your tastes run to the macabre or the supernatural, if sweetness and light bores you, then, my friends, you've come to the right place. I promise you, there is nothing sweet and very little light here in a mystery playhouse. <laughs> some lonely promontory there lives a strange old fellow lonely as the hermit his home a cave hollowed from a rocky hillside his only companions a pack of evil looking evil smelling dogs it has been said that no tale of mystery or horror of this world or the next has escaped the hermit's knowing gaze. He knows more than the hermit does, and he's going to tell his latest as we take you to the hermit's cave. Listen. Bill, 
Bill, a boy 18 years of age can surely think of something to do besides keep the funnies all day long. Where's your father, Dennis Reddy? Oh, he's down in the basement. Good heavens. Didn't you tell him to come up? Yeah, half an hour ago. He said... Sure, he'll be right up. Well, you tell him if he doesn't come up, he won't get any dinner. Yeah, serve him right. That man. The only time he can be here when his family's all here, he hides downstairs in that awful old basement. Hey, Pop! Dinner! Bill, the neighbors! Pop! Last one of the tables, Gargantua's uncle! Oh, where's man? Edgar! Edgar, dinner is ready! Coming! Coming. And the dinner getting all cold. Honestly, sometimes I feel like going down there and throwing all that paraphernalia of your father that is a trash can. It'd take more than one trash can to hold all that junk. Well, what does he do down there? Will anyone tell me? Oh, he just potters around with chemistry and electricity. What does he accomplish? Smokes up the house with those horrid-smelling chemicals, burns out fuses. Yeah, but maybe he'll invent something someday that'll make us all rich. For three weeks now, I've been trying to get him to fix that towel rack in the bathroom. Uh You don't expect a great scientist like Dad to bother with a towel rack, do you? Bill... Get your hands out of the olives. Wait till your father gets here. <sighs> Suppose I'll have to attend to it myself, like everything else around here. You're referring to the broken screen in the bedroom window, Catherine. I was planning to get at it right after dinner. I was referring, Edgar, to the towel rack in the bathroom. Oh, what about it? Every morning for two weeks, I've mentioned the towel rack at breakfast, and every time you said I'll fix it tonight. I said I'll fix it, and I'll fix it. My, everything looks good. Pass your plate, Kathy. Edgar, you haven't washed your hands. Hmm? Are they clean? You've been fooling around down in that old dirty basement with heaven knows what. I'm not going to eat out of any dirty plates you've touched with those hands. Honestly, Edgar, you're worse than William was when he was... Oh, I've just been adjusting some electrical equipment. I haven't been working with hydrochloric acid or typhoid germs. I... All right, I'll wash them in the kitchen. Getting this family down to the dinner table on Sunday is harder than doing a week's wash. And don't dry your hands on my tea towel. What's that, Kathy? I said, don't use my clean tea towel. Oh, how I, how I would like to have just one Sunday dinner where I didn't have to go around and corral you. Father's the worst of all. Where is it? What'd you do with it? What? Where's that pan of water? Pan of water I left on the windowsill. What? Three days ago, I put a pan of water in the kitchen window. Now it's gone. Well, I threw it out. Threw it out? I was saving it for an experiment. But it was just a pan of water, so I brought it down the sink. Catherine, I told you to save that. It was full of organisms I was saving for an experiment. It was perfectly empty, except for the water. Microscopic organisms, amoeba, spirogyrum things. Can't see them without a microscope. Now I'll have to get some more stagnant water. Never mind your stagnant water. Sit down and eat. That makes me sore. Man can't have anything around here. Well, no use crying over a spilled spirogyrum. I was talking to your mother. I'm sorry. Now, let's not have any arguments, especially over anything so silly. Silly. That's all the credit a man gets for trying to advance science. All right, Edgar, dear. Let's postpone advancing science until after dinner. Man works all week, comes home, tries to relax with a nice, quiet hobby down in the basement where he won't bother anybody. His family throws his specimens. Edgar, I don't see why you don't take up a hobby that'll at least get you out in the open air. You're cooped up in that old bank all week. And then down you go into the basement, breathing heavens knows what kind of poison gas. Kathy, are you going to start that again? I'm not going to work with poison gas. I'm not going to blow up the house. Now, let's eat our dinner. sort of butterscotch fudge. Pretty good, too. Uh, I'll be done. Uh, have you still got the formula? Well, I didn't write any of it down. I just mixed things together. Well, the funny thing, you know, Dot was trying to make fudge the other night for Sydney, and she got a substitute for rubber. Melograms. Hey, what's in this big barrel, huh? Toothpaste. Toothpaste? A whole barrel full of toothpaste? Oh, it's not quite full. I thought I could save us some money by making our own toothpaste. Uh, so you made 20 years' supply. Oh, it tastes pretty awful. But it worked, though. Remember how stained this elk's tooth on my watch chain was? 
Now look. Gee, gosh, if you could only add peppermint flavor or something. Well, to tell you the truth, Bill, I'm a little tired of working with toothpaste. This new experiment has got me quite interested. Yeah, what is it? I may be wrong, but something I've worked out in that glass bottle seems to make things grow very rapidly. Well, what do you mean? Well, last week I took some one-celled forms and put them in the bottle in that solution. Then I exposed them to some rays from the diatherm. Somehow, it seemed when I looked at them through the microscope several days later, they were eight or ten times bigger. A lot bigger than I've ever seen cells like that get. Maybe you've got something there, Pop. Maybe something they can do in any of the big labs, but that's sort of interesting to me. Well, whip me up a great big amoeba, will you, Pop? I'll lay it on the zoology teacher's desk like an apple. The trouble is, I don't remember exactly what I had in the solution or the exact setting of the diathermy machine. In other words, there are too many variables. Uh-huh. You know, Pop, it's guys like you fooling around in basements that really make the important discoveries. You know, you try the impossible and accidentally make it work. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, Pop, can I take the car? Well, all right. Be in early. Okay, Pop. Thanks a lot. Cover sulfate, 12 grand. Well, better make it 14 for good measure. Take a look at this here in the tube. Oh, good gosh. What is it? I don't know. It grew in there. Well, it's sort of a grayish-white blob. About the size of an egg. The day before yesterday, it was only half that size. Well, what did you put in there in the first place? Something I found in some stagnant water. I added a sort of salt solution to the water in the tube and rigged up this device that sends a current through the water. Well, the neighbors are kicking. There isn't a radio on the block that'll get anything but static. We'll invent something to stop that static. Yeah, or turn off the machine. Well, I couldn't do that. It'd ruin the experiment. Doesn't it look as though eyes were forming on it, one on each side? Yeah, but they are the same size. I've looked through a couple of dozen books on zoology, and there's nothing like it in any of them. Well, maybe it's a polywash. It went wrong. Well, you're not going to a movie then, huh? Huh, Pop? Hmm? A movie? Oh, no, I'm a little tired. Here, you take your money. Oh, I, I got a date. Well, I'll see you and your pal on the test tube later. <laughs> July 8th. My specimen continues to grow. It now is a shapeless mass the size of a cantaloupe, and I've had to put it in a much larger container. Those definitely are eyes on the side of it. They follow me as I move around the basement. I've taken to locking the door. The thing might alarm Kathy if she should come down here. Very good dinner to the client's house. How would you know, Edgar? You barely touched it. Oh, I'm sorry. I've had a lot on my mind. The uh, bank examiner's been there the last three days. Yes, and... I know. But that hasn't been worrying you. If I didn't know what the real trouble was, I suspect you of being afraid they'd discover you juggled the book. Now, if we can talk just between ourselves, Edgar, why don't you let your experiment go for a while? Now, Kathy. Please, Edgar. How do you suppose to be relaxed? Nothing of the kind. I feel fine. You know that's not so. You're pale and thin. Why, I'll bet you've lost 15 pounds the last two weeks. You never were exactly overweight, you know. Kathy, I wish you'd stop fussing at me. I'm really... not fussing at you. I just think you ought to stay out of the basement. Why? Why? Because I don't think it's good for you to be down there so much. Can't a man have at least one place where he can be away from everyone, a place where he can think? Esther, I never said a word as long as I didn't think it wasn't interfering with your health. You're spending hours down there. Why, most of the time, you don't get to bed before three and four o'clock. Now, don't look at me like that, Edgar. It's for your own sake. Stop talking to me as though I were a child. Just see how nervous and unstrung you are, Edgar. What is it you're working on? What are you doing down there, Edgar? Nothing, nothing. I'm building infernal machines. Now, will you let me alone? Just let me alone. That's all I ask. Let me alone.
Well, that's not flies, just this bulbous, writhing, palpitant mass. It fills me with horror to look upon it. I should destroy it, but I can't. I owe it to science to let it develop. It seems to have stumbled upon some means of stimulating growth. It derives its nourishment from the solution in which it grew. Whether it must live in water or not, I don't know. I put a larger lock on the door as a precaution against... I know not what. The thing is helpless now. It has outgrown the large jar it was in before. It's now in a large aquarium tank sealed on all sides. No one knows it's here except me. I wonder... Shall I tell someone? Sickening manner. 
you staring at? Are you trying to get out? There are minds in that sickening mass of throbbing flesh. Do you feel? Now see. I'll prod that revolting hulk of yours with a stick. You feel that? Something the like of which has never lived before. A hideous sight. I should have killed you when you were small, a tiny blob inside of a bottle. You can't get out. No, you can't lift that freight. You must stay in that tub. Stay till I get up nerve enough to kill you. I've got to go upstairs now. Stay there. In your tub. There in the dark. son's room lying beside your wife's body? It was this thing. You crawl out of the basement, I... This thing you refer to, you haven't been able to describe it. Was it an animal, a snake, or what? I don't know, I told you. It was in the basement as it got out. It was in there for weeks. Had anyone seen it but you, Mr. Randall? Oh, nobody. <laughs> Mr. Randall. How do you expect these intelligent men and women on the jury to believe in the existence of such a creature as you describe? A mass of flesh, 
No arms, no legs, no head. Just two green eyes set in a pulpy, palpitating, shapeless body. That's what it was. And you would have us believe that this, this jellyfish had the power to smother your son, an active, athletic high school boy, and then wrap its shapeless mass around the head of your wife, an able-bodied woman, and smother her also. I ask you this, Mr. Rapp. Where is this monster? I don't know. I don't know. I waste my time and the time of this jury in this court. The defendant leaves you no choice, ladies and gentlemen. You must believe him. You must believe his story. This fantastic yarn about this test tube Frankenstein. Or you must condemn him. Condemn him to the death as a conscienceless killer who smothered the breath of life from his son and from the woman who was his loyal and devoted wife. Which, I ask you, are you going to do? series of stories of the unusual. And once again, we caution you, these Lights Out stories are definitely not for the timid soul. So we tell you calmly and very sincerely, if you frighten easily, turn off your radio now. Oh, what time is it? Ten minutes more. Gee, it's been a long day, hasn't it? I'll say so. If I never see another script or typewriter, it'll be too soon. <laughs> you were the one who wanted to get into radio. Radio. Sitting at a typewriter eight hours a day, making stencils. You were the one who said it'd be a shortcut. Some director would walk into the script department, see you behind that typewriter, and say, where have you been all my life? Mary, stop it, will you? You think you're so cute. I don't see anyone whining. Girl, Bernice, Mary. After all, this is a place of business. Yes, ma'am. I don't like to be the disciplinarian, but this is the third time that I've found you quarreling with each other rather than working. Well, we weren't quarreling. Perhaps not, but it sounded like it. You're setting a very unfortunate example for the other girls. I'm going to ask both of you a simple question. Do you or do you not want to continue working here? Well, we do. Yes, of course we do. Very well. No more of this nonsense, then. There's a script that must be mimeographed first thing tomorrow morning, so the stencils will have to be out tonight. It shouldn't take you long. What's the matter with you girls? Have you any objections to working late tonight? Oh, no. Oh, I'd love it. Very well. All right. The rest of you girls, time to go home. Yes, I'd love to stay over time if I could type over her dead body. Hush, hush. She'll hear you. Here's the script, girls. Twenty pages. Divide it up between yourselves. Yes, ma'am? When you're through, leave the stencils on my desk and lock the door behind you. Yes, ma'am. Well, good night. Don't forget to turn out the lights as you go. Yes, ma'am. All right, girls. Let's get out of here quickly so that Bernice and Mary can finish their work. Of all the knock-kneed, blabbeared, long-necked pot heels. Oh, stop it, will you? Let's oh. type the darn thing off and get out of here. 
Well, what do you know? What's the matter? Look at the script we're supposed to type. Lights out. <laughs> One of those things. Yeah. So what? I... I don't like to type them. They scare me. Are you kidding? Typing's typing, no matter what you're typing. Well, not if it's one of those lights out plays. Blood and people dying and murderers and worms. Ooh, oh, Forget it. Just words on paper. Well, that scares me. Mm, type with your eyes closed. Oh. You listen to this. Note to the sound department. At this point in the play, I want the sound of a body being turned inside out. I suggest the use of a wet rubber glove to plant the picture of a human being being deliberately turned. Oh, stop it, will you? Oh, for Pete's sake. It's only a sound effect. I was just reading... Oh, will you type your script and let me type this? Don't go reading any of it out loud. All right, all right. I wonder what kind of a screwball he is. Who? The fellow who writes these plays, you know. Arch Oberlin? Yeah. Oh, I like him. What are you talking about? You never even met him. Well, I like him anyway. But you just finished saying you don't like this. Well, I like his other plays. You know, the ones he does for the government? With sense to them. Well, personally, I think he's a wolf. Oh, what are you talking about? You know, one of these werewolves. I bet he eats his young. Well, don't talk like that. He's got a ten-month-old baby. I saw a picture of it. And it's real cute. Well, I still think... Well, for heaven's sake, just because the man writes fantastic doesn't mean he's fantastic. Well, you look who's talking. Why, you're even afraid to type him. What are you afraid of, that the ghost will pop out of the pages and turn you inside oh, out? Oh, stop it, will you, if you don't stop all it? All right, all right, let's type. Well, how do you like that? What's the matter now? My typewriter's jam. Can't move a key. B? What's the matter with you? Mine is, too. <laughs> My typewriter is, too. Like the fellow said, say la guerre. Everything's falling apart. Suppose we'll have to use one of the other machines. Just when I was getting comfortable. I'll use Anita's. Yeah, I'm going to use Evelyn's. She won't care what I do with it. She's going to be a wave anyway. Mary, this one's jammed, too. Yeah, so is Evelyn's. Oh, that's why Elle's machine. She's always boasting about how fast it is. Why, it's jammed, too. But so is this one. Well, what do you know? <laughs> what is it, the typewriter gremlins? Mary, what's the matter? Your face. Let's get out of here. What's the matter? Let's get out of here. We've got overtime. Okay, let's go home. Well, just because a typewriter jams up is no reason to have a fit. Well, I'm getting out of here, and you better come with me. Oh, you're crazy running out. What's come over you? What? Bernice! What's the matter with you now? What are you standing at the door with your back to me for? Stay or go? Please, come here quick. Oh, for Pete's sake. What's the matter with you? Why are you standing there for with your hand on the knob? It's locked. What? Locked. Locked. Oh, you are crazy. Huh. Let me add it. Let me try Why is it locked? Because some screwball janitor thought everybody would left and locked the door, that's all. Say, somebody out there. Let us out of here. We're locked in. Hey! It... It won't do any good. That's what you say. I'll wake the dead. Hey! Are you deep or deaf or whatever it is? Somebody get a key and let us out. Hey, we're not slave labor. Let us out. What's the matter with me? Where are you going? All I've got to do is pick up the telephone and call communications. They'll get us out of here. Oh, yes. Call them right away. Tell them we're locked. All right. I'm calling them. Hello. Hello. Answer me. What's the matter? Oh, I'm dead. Oh. Stop that. The operator thought we'd all gone home, so she disconnected the wire. That's all. Oh, Oh, for Pete's sake, of all the nincompoops, what is there to cry about? Oh, I'm afraid. So you're afraid, so I'm queen of the May and there are roses in the air. What is this all about? What's all the hysteria? You don't understand. I'll say I don't. You stop crying. I know something terrible is going to happen. What are you talking about? We're in the script department of a broadcasting company, remember? Well, something jammed the typewriters. Something locked the door. Something... What do you mean, something? Something, I tell you. I, know, I tell you, you're crazy. I think I've known you all these weeks and never knew you had bapped in your belfry. There's absolutely nothing that's happened. Why did you stop talking? Answer me. The telephone cord. <gasps> the end, it's torn off. Yes. But I... I talked on this telephone only an hour ago, remember? Yes. I could have gotten torn loose. I told you. Oh, shut up. All right, maybe there is mm. something screwy. I don't know. But I do know there's nothing to get hysterical about. <laughs> place only had windows I could call out <laughs> on modernistic air conditioning. <laughs> Will you stop moaning? Well, you're scared, too. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. Series of coincidences, that's all. <laughs> what could it be? <laughs> Answer me what? Who ever heard of anything happening in a place like this? 
Well, what are you looking at me like that for? This is no haunted house. You and me and a lot of other girls work here, remember? So we're locked in and have to stay here all night. So what? The door's locked from the outside. The watchman downstairs, remember? So who could get in here to hurt us? What if the locked door won't do any good? What? You heard me. Oh, you're a crazy kid. Look, desks and chairs, fluorescent light, modern design, remember? We're not in a haunted house. Get that through your head. We're not in a haunted house. Oh, well, what's the matter now? Get all through explaining. What's the matter? Something happened. Happened? Something in the air. What are you... Oh, for heaven. Over there at the end of the room. The light must have burned out. Oh. I was right. Just to show you how crazy you've been. A couple of natural things happen and you start acting out a ghost story. You should join the actors' union. Bernice. One of the lights burned out. So what? There's one thing the script department's got. Plenty of light. Mary, why are you... Another light. I saw it go out. Are you dreaming? I tell you, I saw it go out. You're crazy. It did I saw it. Now, look here. There are two, four, six, eight... Eight lights in this place. See? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Now, don't give me any more of that lights out. Another. Another. You're absolutely crazy. I'm scared just staying here with you. Count them. Why should I? Count them. One, two, three, four, five, six... Seven. Not eight. Seven. Gee. I told you. Oh, no. What? Another one out. One, two, three, four, five, six. Stop it, stop it. Another one there. Gosh. Over next to Miss Winton's desk, another one. What? Only four left, only four. What'll we do? Only four. Who's putting them out? I don't know, I don't... Another... Oh. Only three more. If they go out, I'll die. They won't go out. They can't go out. The switch. That's it, I'll hold the switch. I won't turn out the lights if I hold the switch. It's all right, Mary. See, I got hold of the switch. Nothing Another can... one. Another one. But I was holding onto the switch. Two lights. Two lights and then dark. Bernice. Oh, Bernice, hold me. I'm scared. Oh, gee, I'm scared. All right. It's all right. There's still two lights. <laughs> two lights. They'll stay on. They will. I know they will. They're both out. We're in the dark. Bernice. Where are you? Let me out of here. I'm afraid of the dark. Stop it, stop it. This is bad enough without you driving me crazy. What's the good of your crying? There's a reason. There must be for this. Everything's got a reason. I know it. I know it. I can't stand it. I can't. Candles. Those blackout candles. Stop crying and let me think. Miss Winton had some blackout candles in her desk. I know she did. Oh, don't leave me alone. Don't leave me in the dark, Bernice. Will you stop it? I found them. Candles, matches. There. Three candles like this one. And this one. See? Plenty of light now. Who, who's there? Nobody. Nobody. There's a reason for everything, I tell you. I know what it is. What? The electricians, that's it. The electricians didn't know we were up here, and they were testing the lights. They'll go on any minute. Wait and see. You think so? Of course. Look, what did I tell you? <laughs> there they go on again. Look at the ceiling. Oh, oh no. Green. Light. Now. It's green. Green. All the lights. Green. You lied to me. You said it was the electrician. Look at the light. It's green. It makes your face look green. You look dead. You hear me? Dead. You'll be dead and I'll be dead. We'll be dead. dead, dead. Stop it. Stop it. You're not going to drive me crazy. Just because there's something wrong with the electricity. You look around. Everything's all right. Nothing's wrong here. Nothing. Is that typing? I heard typing. I I think we just must have imagined. <laughs> typewriters. Look at the typewriters. Typing. And there's no one. Who's typing? Who's typing? I I I'm so tired. Me too. I wonder if it's day. I don't know. I don't think so. Sooner or later, someone will come along. It'll be too late. Don't say that. Nothing's happened these last hours, has it? Nothing. It will. When I get out of here, I never want to talk to you as long as I live. 
As long as you live. Stop talking like that, or do I help? Oh, don't hurt me. I'm not hurting you. No one's going to hurt you. Or me. Trick. It's some kind of a trick. The typewriters. Electric ones, aren't they? Power. Something. It's got to be a trick. You don't believe it, do you? Believe what? There's something in this room with us. Where? I don't know. But it's here. What are you trying to do? Make me scared as you are scared? There's something in this room. Where? Answer me where. Just you and me, that's all. You're not going to scare me. I'm not going to let myself get scared anymore. I want to get out of here, and I'm going to get out of here. My head's still... Yes. I heard it, too. What? Something. Desk. Look. The desk. Take your hands away from your eyes and look. Look, the death. All of them. Moving. Mary, look. All the death was moving and was moving. Stay back, you. Stay back. Mary. Mary, all the death in the room. They're moving down. Toward us. talking about? You know. I don't know. Tell me. So warm. What's warm? The sun. So warm. Sitting in the sun. What? Nice when the sun is warm, isn't it? I always wanted to sit in the sun. Oh, no. You can sit in the sun if you want to, Bernie. It's all right. Mary. Mary. You don't have to shout. We'll go home soon. Soon as the sun goes down. We'll go home. Oh, Mary. I was scared before. Wonderful the way it is now. Out here. In the sun. There's no reason to be scared when you're sitting in the sun. Oh, Mary, I'd rather you'd be afraid. Do you hear me? I'd rather you'd be afraid. No. The sun. There is no sun. We're right here where we were in the office. And the light is still green and the desks are moved all in around us. And we can't get out. Mary, be scared. Please stop looking at me the way you are and be scared. You say we're not sitting in the sun? No, no. You must be crazy, Bernice, because we are sitting in the sun. Are you crazy, Bernice? All right, if that's what you want. We are sitting in the sun, dear. I knew it. I used to be so scared. Now I'm all right. You were right before. When you said there was someone in the room. There is. I can't see anyone. But there is someone. The sun is so nice. First the typewriters. And then the lights. And then the moving desk. And now waiting. 
Who's waiting? It's waiting. Will we go home soon? Yes. When? Soon. I think very soon. I was very scared. Yes. When you get scared enough, you can't get scared anymore. Soon the sun is very nice. I think I'm getting that scared now myself. You hear something? What? Something? There's nothing, nothing. No, there is something. I told you. Listen to me. Who's here with us? Who? Answer me. What do you want of us? Please answer me. What do you want of us? Mary is. No, I won't think. Sit here till morning with my eyes shut. And when it's morning, they'll get here. I'll be all right. I'll be all right. My eyes closed. Green light still shines through my lids. How could green light turn with... No, stop thinking. Gotta stop thinking. Green light through my lids.
it is believed the young women were frightened to death. This concludes our morning broadcast. Instagram at Radio Show Nerd. And if you want to drop me a line, make a suggestion, say hello. Hey, even a critique, respectfully, please feel free to email me at radioshownerd at gmail.com. I also have a YouTube page, Terror Radio. Please check it out. Subscribe. Share and like the videos. Will be highly appreciated. Again, this is your host, Keith, better known as the Radio Show Nerd, signing off. <laughs>